You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Geno Smith was 25 for 35, 253, and two touchdowns. Running the rock, Ken Walker had 15 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. DK Metcalf had himself a day. He had 10 catches for 136. Debo Samuel, on the other hand, had six for 131 and one touchdown. Christian McCaffrey had 15 carries for 159. The game was close going into halftime, but after that, second half derived, and things just didn't go down for the Seattle Seahawks. A tough one for these guys. When we look at these team stats, I always like to look at third downs, and this was a good day for the Seahawks on third downs. Six of 13, and the Niners were six of 11. Oh, man, when you look at man, it's just uh, it's frustrating, but it is uh, rewarding at the same time watching these guys go down and seeing who they went down to. You look at the score, you're going to have your own opinion, but I understand that. But end of the day, it was a good day for the Seattle Seahawks band, 23 to 41. And yeah, so lots more to come up. I got Paul Moyer. I got my guy Turbo. I got B. Weezy. <laughs> Great analyst here, man. Lots more to come up next on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. It was a close game for a while, Raves, and uh, kind of got away from them. A couple of mistakes really uh, did it for them. Yeah, against a not a good team, a great team. Yeah, a team that has so many great players spread out, offense and defense. You you just can't make mistakes against them. They didn't make any. Uh, we made a couple, and and that really cost us a, a strip sack, fumble, lost the ball there, turn right around, throw an interception, lose the ball there, two big scores right away, and then. When you give up explosive plays, now we had a few of our own, granted, and, and you love to see those things, but, man, 20 yards a clip, 25, there's a 30-yard completion, there's a 70-something-yard run. I mean, you just you just can't do that against a great team and let them off the hook. No, we knew it was going to have to be tight, right? You can't make those mistakes. And uh, we didn't see a lot, but we saw them in crunch time. When you look at this team overall, like your lasting perception of the squad how would you describe them i want to remember this team from that first half today the team that fought back to take the lead at halftime 17 16 i know what pete says to all the players all the time you can't win it in the first or the second quarter you can win it in the fourth quarter i get it but everything that the seahawks did in my estimation in that first half was right tight defensive play yeah they gave up some yards between the 20s and then didn't allow the Niners to get into the end zone forced them to kick field goals and then we come back we're able to score 17-16 you fight your way back kick that field goal before the end of the half they must have gone in so high I mean just high from that feeling of yeah we came back we know we can play with these guys and that's the that's what's going to be in my mind that's what I'll be left with thinking about what's to come and, and the season that we had, and, of course, Pete said it all week long, just think if you win one game, you win Carolina, you go to New Orleans, you, Atlanta, you win one of those games, and it might be a whole different setup for you here in the postseason. You might not have to pay, play the best team in the NFC, in my estimation, as we watch it now, absolutely poor. It's making me mad. It, it, it held off until now, and now it is really coming down. So, you know, tough Tough way for the season to end, but you got to like these guys, especially the young guys who got an extra week bumped to practice and to understand what the playoffs are all about. 
and to know that you've got all the pieces in place when you add to it in the draft and add to it in the free agency this offseason, you're going to be back here again next year, we right. all hope, uh, you know, keeping everybody healthy. And, and that's always a big question. Yeah, at this at this point for us is all about reflection, right? We can reflect yeah. and talk about where the Seahawks have come and uh, what they've accomplished. But a guy went out with a bang, D.K. Metcalf, 10 receptions, 136 yards, two touchdowns. When you look at this offense, you look at this defense, I feel like there are pieces there ready to go. And oh, yeah. if you do well in this draft, don't have to do what you did in, in last year's draft, but if you do decent in this draft – this football team should be good to go. But think about think about it if you do. Who would have thought that John would have done what they did this last year in the draft with Tariq and, and, and Walker and two tackles and all of that? Now you add to that in the various other positions where you either want to add starters or depth. Uh, you've got, in my estimation, I think you, you have a quarterback that you can build around for the next few years. And that way you save yourself from maybe using – a really high draft choice on a quarterback, and we've seen how sometimes that works yeah. and sometimes it doesn't. But there are lots of those choices to be made. But you're right. There are all those pieces that are in place. You add some more starters, add some more depth to this team, uh, and, and another season uh, under this offense and defense. Remember, a new defense coming in this year. Uh, I think we got lots of great things to look forward to next year. Rapes, last time this year we're signing off. Yes, sir. Won't be the last time. I'm going to text you at like 1130. Tell wifey it's me. Don't trip. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I will tell her to be prepared. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate you. Great season. Thanks, my friend. And, and we'll talk to you soon. And enjoy. For the most part, all of you guys, I enjoyed talking to you. Paul, I'm, I'm still a little <laughs> iffy on that one. Thank you, guys. We'll I see you back in Seattle. Appreciate you. Lots more to do when we get back. Going to get analysis from my guys here at the Seahawks Fall in the wild card, 41 to 23. You got to stay healthy to, to compete. And in a game like this, man, we were pretty pumped up 17 16 at halftime. We played Felt somewhat good. of a, I don't want to say a perfect game. We played a, a really good first half, though, obviously, offensively. I mean, we moved the ball. I was impressed with that. But when you go back and look at this game, um, they scored on eight of their nine possessions. I didn't even realize until I had to go back and look at it. They yeah. punted one time other than the, the end of the game. Um, they just have it, the amount of explosive plays that they have. It's just unbelievable. We made this Purdy guy look. He, I, to me, he's just a guy, you know. But he can definitely hit guys who are no one within twenty yards of him. He, he's pretty good at that. His three touchdowns covered eleven yards in the air, and they're going to make him out to be all world. But that's disappointing because to me, there were opportunities for us to put pressure on him. We got the lead, and I thought really if we could just force them to have to throw it. This thing's going to play into our hands. We got to get better. I'm proud of this team, though. And be 17 16, the fight that they had. And right. we, we were just talking about look, there are six guys basically playing in our defense. We didn't even think we were going to be on our team this year. You know, you have that kind of injuries. It's just tough to go up against, which I think is the best defense and one of the best offenses in the league. Um, yeah, again, proud of them. It was just uh, we got beat by a better team today. You know, this game to me from a scoreboard standpoint, doesn't really indicate how close it actually was. And I understand that the 49ers are a good football team and they got players on both sides of the ball and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they've had a great regular season record. But we beat ourselves, to me, more than the 49ers beat the Seahawks, and particularly in the second half. And it started, you know, with that first penalty. I believe it was on a third and short. We converted for a first down to Tyler Lockett. 
and now we're backed up because of an illegal man downfield, and then we fumble the next play, and then all the tables completely turned after that. If you think about the first half, our producer, Nasa Chobi, made an excellent point. He said, hey, guys, we have no penalties. And we were playing clean, disciplined football in the first half. Yeah, we gave up some yards and everything like that, but we were still up one point, obviously. In the second half, we just didn't play as clean. And when you're in the playoffs and you're playing games of this magnitude, those little penalties, those little false starts, those little legal man downfields, those small ones are magnified now. They mean much more, and they impact the game much more, and that is what we saw today to me. It wasn't about the 49ers. They, they, they did cool, but it was mostly about the Seahawks beating themselves. B. Weez, before we get you in, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network station a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks Station. Cairo. Cairo Radio. The conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, B. Weez, we got Turbo over there uh, talking that talk right now. And he says, look, it was more about what the Seahawks did than what the Niners did. Let's not take away who the Niners are. They're a good football team, right? But when you look at this game, in a hole, 41-23, what do you see? I just keep staring at that score, and 41-23, you're, you're right, Turbo. It wasn't at all how the game was. I mean, just like most NFL games, it came down to one, maybe two plays that really changed this game, and Turbo already talked about it. That fumble, I mean, Seahawks are putting a drive together because uh, the Niners opened the half, scored a touchdown, and uh, went up 23-17. The Seahawks are putting one together, and, uh, y- you know, they're in the red zone and give it right back to the 49ers. Um, with a chance to either get a field goal there, get within, you know, 23-20, or even take the lead again. And that stuff's just momentum, right? And it's just daggers for you. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to recover. And then, you, you know, obviously we had, we didn't stop the 49ers all game, so then they just started adding to the lead. And that last in, the interception by Gino, I mean, they're down 21 at that point. He's trying to make plays, get chunks at a time. I, I can't really put it all on him. You know, they, they've got to score quick. There was only 10 minutes left at that point. But it just comes down to that one fumble that just you could just feel it change after that because that's what we talked about we talked about winning the turnover battle and that was the first turnover and the very uh the first like crucial change to the game because it was back and forth game and you know that seahawks held their own that first half i mean they were fortunate to get that penalty at the end have jason myers be able to kick that 56 yarder but after the start the the first couple drives they get down 10 nothing i'm going oh no like this could be this could be a long day but they, they, they stepped up. They, they turned it around from there, and, and you got to be proud of the Seahawks. It was all about explosive plays. I think, Moyer, you talked about that. Let's talk about the uh, Niners' explosive plays. Run game along a 68, along a 22 and 13. Pass game along a 74, 31, 33, and 23. You look at the Seahawks, on the other hand, the longest run. If I told you, Turbo, tell me the longest run of the day. What is it? I would, I would have to guess eleven yards. Dang, it's eleven. <laughs> you know what? It was by the quarterback, not not by the running back. And then pass game, we got along a fifty, twenty four, and ten. So, Moyer, to your point, to start the game, it's the Niners are an explosive team. Like you got to wrap these dudes up and not get confused in zone. But before I get your reaction, let's go to Pete Carroll. He's live at the podium. Our end of it, man. We could have done it today, and. Uh, 
it's a fantastic second quarter for us and, and uh, end of the second quarter to get us ahead. Great kick. Um, down 10 nothing, you know, on the road. They're going crazy and all that. And those guys just bounced right back into it, put us ahead by the time we were done at halftime. And uh, we felt great about it. We really we felt like we we had done some things we could fix and uh, and uh, we, we could play a better second half. And we go through the third quarters, 23-17, you know, and, and uh, it's there. It's there to be had. And so... Um, they did some really good stuff. Um, they got good players, a good team, and all that, and give them all the credit. And I thought Kyle did a fantastic job, but uh, we had our shot. And uh, so um, the suddenness of this finish is just what's what's so st- striking right now. You know that we all of a sudden you're done. We weren't thinking that way. I mean, we were thinking something was good was going to happen, and we were going to knock these guys off, and we were going to keep going. So uh, and I know the suddenness for the young guys who haven't been, that, of all of the stuff that has to do with playoffs, this is the biggest obvious factor that's different and unique, that you're playing for something, you're, all the hype, everything building and going crazy, and all of a sudden you've got to go home. And uh, so um, what has happened during the course of the season has been a tremendous amount of progress that we've made. We've, made, uh, we've had so much growth and, and, and so much yet to, to occur here in the next, you know, the the next turnaround as we get to come back for this next season, all of these young guys are going to see the world totally differently than they see it right now. They're going to be amazed how much they didn't know in their first season of playing NFL football. And uh, so we, we, you know, I can't, I'm not dwelling on the, the negative part. I'm, I'm going to what's, what's coming. And, and um, that's how we talked in the locker room, um, that there's future and there's all kinds of promise and there's all kinds of cool things that are going to occur here as, as, we, as we bounce back around and uh, get back on track for another season. But really disappointed that we had it. We had such a good opportunity today, and when y'all felt it, and I know you, you could tell, and, and uh, it was uh, it was really exciting. It was a great finish, uh, Jason hitting the kick right at halftime, that just to give us that assurance that yeah, we can come back, we can be in this thing, and we're, we're for real. So, uh, but they, they they did a nice job in the second half. Yeah, that one point at halftime, you're playing the football. Just how much of those turnovers just change the game around and make it different? Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, you know we we get a penalty called on us, and so we're in third and twelve, I think it was, and and uh, you know the last thing that you want to do is get sacked and lose the football there because we're in field goal range. We would been you know we'd have taken the field goal at that time, and we'd have been you know feeling okay about it, and we'd give the ball to them, and then they they go down the field. I think they scored after that, and uh, and then we couldn't we couldn't keep them from scoring. I mean, they moved the ball in those next three drives and, and they made plays. The quarterback did a really good job of staying alive and uh their their guys made some things happen. And um so, you know, it, it's the turnovers, yeah, it always is. You know, we're minus 2 today. That's how you lose. And uh, we know that. But um it was even more poignant because we were we knew what we were doing and we were trying to make sure we didn't make that that error and and they they took the ball away from us. I'm talking about the fumble. I don't know. The, the, no, there is there is a new emphasis, okay? And, and obviously, it kicked our butt today. I mean, it, we had five penalties and three of them are the same thing. And we we made an error on the third one. We we went downfield too fast. And on, I think there was one in there. But uh, Gino couldn't throw the ball any faster than on the first one. He couldn't get the ball out of his hands any quicker. And I mean, that, that threshold, the, you know, the two-yard threshold, you know, uh, 
uh, you know, because the, the officials didn't call anything <laughs> during the day. You know, it seemed like they, you know they were. We must have played a really clean game on both sides of the ball, and they did too. You know, but they didn't call anything, and then all of a sudden those those things popped up. But we got to do better. It's, it's easy to not even threaten to go downfield. We got to do better at that. You know, the, all of the experience gained, you know, because there was this. There's so much, so many things that we dealt with. This was a this was a, a valuable season, and all of the challenges that we we faced, and where you could have thought just kind of like in this game, like we were down all, oh, we're maybe done. You know, we're not gonna, we don't have what it takes. And then we come roaring back, and then we have a little bit of a dip again, and we come roaring back again. It was like the first half, you know, this, of this football game. Um, really. There's just so much future, and, and that's and that's just obvious. You can see in all the young guys. I mean, Kenny had a great year, and uh, and the, the two tackles had had a fantastic season, just doing what they did. And the, the corners, you know, that played, and, and uh, you know, they did a fantastic job to make it through a season. I mean, they're crushed in there right now. They, they, they you know, they couldn't see it coming that the season was going to be over today, and so they're in shock about it almost. But all of those guys are going to grow so much, you know, John. That's 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 really what what's so obvious, and and. Uh, you know, we, we need to do better. There's a lot of areas that we can improve. Oh, we were jacked up. We're, we're, we're ready to go. And uh, we're ready to seize the opportunity. It was there. It was just exactly like we had talked about it, exactly like we had pictured it. There it was. You know, we had played through the adversity, and we were ahead. And uh, on the road, you know, nobody thought you could ever even be close. And it just didn't quite come together, you know. And, and uh, so that's what's really frustrating. A lot of their big explosive plays on offense, what do you yeah, there was all, all kinds of strange plays. Uh, um, Brock Purdy did a really good job staying alive. I don't know why we couldn't sack the guy. We uh, we chased him all over the place, and um, you know he's not noted for being the greatest scrambler. We look like Fran Tarkenton out there today. Some of you guys don't even know who that is, but uh, you know he he did an excellent job of keeping plays alive. And he finds the, the little flat, you know, give me touchdown, and then he finds it again, you know, just because he stays alive and was really resourceful and all that. Th those were those were really hard plays because they're. All kinds of things that could have happened the other way right there, and, and they didn't. Um, so those were just forced by the, the effectiveness of the guy's scrambles. You know, he, caught, he, he caused it. You were having a lot of success with those deep crossers, getting explosives off. What, what were you seeing in that front, and how much did their ability to create after the catch on short passes? Yeah, well, we were, you know, we were, we were geared up to stop the running game today and, and, and uh, in hopes, you know, that we would be able to do that. We got caught up a little bit on, on it, it stayed with us. The, the, the preparation caught us a little bit because we were really gunning to make sure that we were there and the play passes did, did get in behind us on, on a couple in some zone stuff. So Uh, Gino seemed in control. Seemed like he he had uh, really good accuracy going. He's nine for ten in the first half. Um, he, I thought he was on it. He was using the all of the stuff we did. We almost called everything we had on the on the card today, um, in terms of the throws and the different challenging types of things that we threw. He was fine. Um, great deep. I mean, he and DK were it was a magnificent uh, hookup today. DK had a great game and and. Uh, I, mean, I don't know how you can do a whole lot better. He was great today, and and uh, of course for that to happen, they got to work together. And, and so Gina was on it. Speaking of positive, Walker gives you 63 yards and 50 carries. Yeah, I mean he 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 looked elusive again. He looked tough today. I, I thought he ran hard. I wish we got would have got him another 10 carries somehow. You know, if the game's different, then he gets another six, eight, 10 carries, and and that would it would have made a difference in the game. He looked he looked like he was up for the challenge. He was. He played great against these guys. And this is a really, really good team and a really good defense. And, 
you know, we were able to move the ball around with some success. Is that right? Yeah, he's a fantastic player. Um, you know, he's he's an amazing player, and he just came through again. And he was a lot of big, strong, tough guy stuff. You know that he did uh, the tough slants he ran inside, and getting inside of those guys when they're grabbing, clawing, and all that kind of. He come through, and make the catch. Um, the deep ball was awesome. You know, it was a great throw and catch, and great route, and all of that. He was he was really good today. Yeah, I, you know, I got to see the film that no, you know, he cramped up at the end of the game. That's why, why he got, they came out and got him. But um, it was great to have him back. You know, he he's missed a lot. And uh, we just, you know, Jonathan's been a good player for us too. But we just thought that, you know, Ryan kind of deserved to get a chance to play again because he'd been out for some time. In, in a big picture sense, what did Gino show you this year? Oh, he's, he's for real. Gino, Gino's the real deal. And, uh, you know he can he can do all of the things that a terrific quarterback does. You know, in his movement was was probably more of a surprise than any that he was so so efficient with his movement. I mean, he could always throw it, but his ability to stay poised and calm throughout the season, you know, throughout the year, you know, with all of the hype and the buildup, he could have gone south five different times and he didn't. He never wavered. His leadership was really stood out. His voice in the locker room, his voice with our players, he said the right stuff all year, right up till today, and. Uh, um, you know, he just, it, it's a great story. You know, it's a great story for a lot of players and other sports, wherever you want to go. If you keep hanging in there and you believe in yourself and you don't let the, the messaging outside of you affect who you are and what you are, uh, um, you, you'll, you'll find your best. And, and I think Gino's found his best and he's, he's ready to come back and go again. You know, he, he uh, not that he had a, just an unbelievably great season for us. Pardon me? I hope so. I hope so. There you go. Thank you. All right, that was Pete Carroll, man. Disappointed, but uh, I feel like he understands. Like This team achieved a lot this year. Seahawks football is brought to you by American Family Insurance. We're here to get you one step closer to your dreams, all your dreams. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit amfam.com to learn more. When we return, lots more analysis from my guys right here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Knows that, and I think they they do know that, and uh, I'm just excited to see what we put together next year. How was it for you today playing with the I mean, you know, it took a lot. It took it takes everything, but everybody plays banged up. You know, what I mean, just because I had a knee don't make me a special case. I mean, we got guys across the team, across the league. You know, play our ball. Everybody got something. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, first time getting out there in three weeks, it was fun. I was just I'm grateful that I was able to go out there and go to war and. If anything, <clears throat> if it's one thing I always want to do, is always give it my best effort. You know what I mean? I always go fight. And I can tell you this much, I would rather go out there and fight and lose than to just sit back and, you know, just let everything happen. And, you know, winning is always fun, but I can't stand sitting to the side with my brothers go to war without me. No matter what that role is, it's been that way for me for four years. This is just being a part of it. Even when I was on practice squad in 19 and seeing all those big games being won. And the only thing I could think to myself is, man, I wish I could just go out there and just at least be a part of it. You know what I mean? So for me to come back after those three weeks and, and come out here, win, lose, or draw, I'm grateful to, uh, to be able to step on the field, my guys, any day. Super bright. Super bright. And I mean, if you can't see it, then you must not have your eyes open. But <laughs> this this team is, is going to be a really, really great team. And I think the city of Seattle 
knows it. And to be honest with you, they 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 should just be freaking excited. Cause I mean that rookie class smoking, veteran pieces great. And I mean we had a couple more pieces. Get back together, get healthy. This team is something to be to be scared of. So uh, very 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 bright future coming out of this organization for sure. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right, that was Ryan Neal. Had himself a day. And, uh, man, we thought we were going to see a lot of three safety looks. I thought we saw a little bit of it, not as much as I thought. But, you know, it is what it is. Say, it was the season-long docuseries, The Sound of the Seahawks, presides unprecedented access inside the Virginia Mason Athletic Center like you've never seen it before. Watch the latest episodes at Seahawks.com slash The Sound or on the Seahawks YouTube. All right, lots more when we get back. Yeah, analysis from these guys is come to an end, Turbo. I see you looking at me. All that is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Turbo, how many games do you have them winning? <sighs> nope, too Seven. long. Moyer, how long? You, how many games I do you have them winning? I had nine and eight. I thought Gino <laughs> would uh, be our starting quarterback, make the Pro Bowl, and it would be one of the great stories of all time. <laughs> oh, liar. I said, I back actually, to Turbo. Back I, did to say, Turbo. <laughs> I did say nine and eight at the beginning of the year. Did and you? The only reason why is I really thought, we had more talent this year than the year previous. And I, you know, it was going to come down to what did we get, you know, uh, capable quarterback play, which we obviously got. Like, we're, we're moving in the right direction. That team that we just played is loaded. Um, and the thing that's crazy about them, they're so unconventional because most teams push the ball downfield for big plays. They don't. They had well over 150 yards in yak. Yards after catch. They had 332 yards. How many did we have, by the way, total? 335, whatever our number was. They had 332 yards in 10 plays. 332. So they had as many yards as us in 10 plays. And a lot of it was missed tackles. And they just they got some skill, and they found the right matchups that they wanted. Um, that's the only part that's disappointing we we gotta load up we we have a, i think a lot of good players on defense but i don't know if we have a dominant player on defense not right now i mean when you lose jordan brooks and jamal adams those are two pieces that's just really hard to replace we got some good pieces i mean we got good young corners you know i mean i think safety wise we've got some depth there a uh, linebacker you know i that's going to be interesting to see when jordan uh, brooks is ready so you know i think we're gonna have to we have to do something on that side. And then, look, on the front, we got to find somebody who's dominant, somebody that says every play, where is he? Where's that Bosa guy? And and affects the, the game. And then I think we do. I think that takes us to the next level. Yeah. Well, uh, my honest prediction before the season, I thought I said, listen, we're going to win at least seven games, minimum. That was my prediction. And then I said maximum nine. I didn't feel like we'd get to double digits. That was my honest prediction. I said at least seven maximum nine and you know they got to nine and and uh made the playoffs and i felt like we would squeak in, in into the playoffs at first i thought we missed the playoffs because i assumed the rams were going to be good uh but as soon as the rams you know basically tanked the season and you know had their injuries it's today great opportunity here it is and we're the next best team in that division right so we have an opportunity to get to the playoffs and i believe that we will and and we did um and uh, and so, you know, if you think about it from that standpoint, uh, overcoming the doubters, I mean, we, we made a highlight of it in our pregame show. Uh, so you're talking about a young team that overcame a, a, a lot of doubt. Uh, and there is a, a lot of promise to look forward to 
uh, in the future. But it, it, it all comes down to execution. And if you think about this football game tonight, you know, it was lack of execution in the second half. Uh, and so this offseason, there's going to have to be a lot of execution being done in order to continue to build this team. Yeah, this, uh, this team, I would say, exceeded all my expectations this year, right? You know, I was thinking seven, eight wins maybe, but playoffs, eh, you know, probably not. But that's what they did. So I, I look at this as a bonus year for them, right? Something that no one expected. They got the, all this experience. The rookies, I mean, the rookie class stepped up big this year, able to play a playoff game, really three playoff games, having to win the last two uh, to get to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it, Ryan Neal said it in his uh, press conference, um, it, you know, it, the future is so bright for this team. You know, I think really great things will come. I, I allude to this a lot. I think it's a lot like the 2012 team. Um, I, I just think that this was like a great just building block, stepping stone. And next year, these guys will come in hungry. These guys are going to come in, and, and they're, they're going to expect a lot of themselves, and it's going to make them play better. And, you know, you go against a, a 49er team that's so solid as today, and, and they get that. They get that um, the, the glimpse of what it's like to be that good of a team, to play against a team like that, and they'll know where they need to take it to the next level. The hardest thing to do is find the silver lining right now. Right, maybe when you wake up tomorrow, like you'll see it. Um, but for the fans out there, I saw a lot of people say, "Okay, Gino isn't this, Gino isn't that. Gino is a quarterback that got you to the playoffs and is a Pro Bowl." And I want to remind people that it's not just his peers or the fan, the fans voting on him. It's his peers, his executives, his head coach. So. He's a good quarterback. So where this team is right now, Moyer, when I look at their draft, I look at um, the potential, I look at the quarterback situation, I go, you're in a perfect spot right now. You got a lot of picks coming up in this draft. Maybe you get a quarterback, who knows. But you have enough picks to address some of the weaknesses on this team. Yeah, I, I see three things on this for next year. One is – we got seven rookies who are going to be so much better next mm. year. So you, you have to equate that, you know, kind of the Mariner thing. Everybody goes, well, they didn't do a lot in the offseason. I go, yeah, you, the expectation of the young guys taking another step makes you better. Same thing with that. We got seven of those guys. We've got some cap space, and now there's some things that, you know, it's not as much as we all think it is, but where we can maybe go get a free agent, and maybe we trade for something too. We we got a lot of draft capital out there. Um but we got to get we got to get better and more dominant on both interior lines, particularly up the middle. You know, we just got to be a little more stout. Though, golly, I thought we protected pretty well today. I'm really really proud of the offensive line, what they did, and they pushed guys. But defensively, you know, to let Purdy kind of run around, you know, we're just we're missing a piece. You know, that pocket. You watch how they collapse the pocket on us. There's nowhere to go. Um, with him, you know, he's out there, he's wheeling around, and, and we just, to me, that, that pocket has to collapse. So if he wants to go somewhere, there's really, he's got to tuck the ball and look to go somewhere. And that just didn't happen in this game. Kind of made Purdy, who, again, I we can argue this all day long, I think he's just, he's an average quarterback. Actually, let's, uh, let's go to the podium. Geno Smith is live. Tight, you know, the game was there to be had for us. You know, came out the second half, uh, they scored, we got a drive going. You know, we get down in their territory, and, um, you know, obviously I make the mistake right there. And so, you know, what I, what I can take from this game and really this season, um, out of all the great things that we did, um, all the accolades, all the great stats, there's still so much room for improvement, um, so many ways we can be so much better. And I believe it starts with me. So, um, you know, the new season for me starts today. Uh, 
sorry. Yeah, you know, you go ahead. My bad. Working hard, man, hitting the weights, um, getting faster, getting stronger, getting smarter, being a better uh, quarterback, you know, working on my leadership, everything. Everything for me has got to get better. Um, I'm not at all satisfied. You know, I don't feel good about what happened today. I feel like we uh, we could have kept going. And so for me, man, I just got to be better, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, take this one personal. What, what did you see on the, the when they called it uh, Damian for being illegally downfield there on the pass to Tyler? I guess what, what did you kind of see there? You know, um, you know, it varies with the with the referee crews. Uh, some will some will call it, some won't. And what we have to do is continue to play. We can't complain about it. Uh, we can't we can't allow those things to uh, have us, you know, not be focused on the task at hand. And so, you know, I you know, like I said, you know, if it was a different crew, maybe they don't call it, but it got called. And so, whatever it is, we have to adjust and figure out ways to not have those things happen. Uh, I think that can be answered in two ways. You know, a part of me wants to say, man, we came such a long way, um, overcame so many obstacles. Uh, of course, the naysayers and, and whatnot, um, you know, beat their expectations. But I don't think we, you know, beat our own expectations. I think we've um, had far greater expectations for ourselves. And so, you know, what I see for this team is a team with a bright future. You know, a lot of guys, a lot of young guys on this team got a lot of experience. Um, first playoff games, my first playoff start. So um, we've got a long ways to go. I'm excited about the future. Um, I know we can be a lot better, and it's just going to take a lot of commitment. And so, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm, I'm ready to go. What do you think you showed this season, Jim? Um, you know, honestly, man, for me, just going out there and playing every game and competing. Uh, you know, I wanted to show people that uh, I'm a great competitor. There's no quit. There's no uh, no stopping in me. You know, no matter what happens, good or bad, I'm going to go out there and give them my all every single time. And, uh, you know, I believe my teammates feel the same way. You know, in, in you starting the new season, how much do you look at this game? Yeah, to me, man, you're only as good as your, your last game. And so this is the one <laughs> that's going to sting us for the entire offseason. It's going to it's going to motivate motivate me every single day that I wake up to go to workouts and uh I'm going to think about this a lot, you know, because, it, you know, it, it, it hurts that bad. You know, I want to keep playing. So, uh, man, hats off to my teammates. Hats off to the 49ers. They did a great job. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get going. It's DK. You know what I mean? That's DK. Uh, clutch player, one of the best receivers in the game. One-on-one, -on -one, you know, your DB is going to, you know, have a tough time in the – we needed him today. He stepped up. He played a great game. Um, you know, he's my brother, man. I appreciate that guy, and, and he did a hell of a job today. I saw him. I saw him. He made a great play. He had two hands on the ball. It's exactly how we drill it. Uh, two hands on the ball, tied to my chest. It's NFL, man. You got, you know, the 49ers got a great D-line. And, uh, you know, the mistakes in games like this become that much more critical. And um, that's the that's the things that I'm focusing on is to eliminate those things to make sure that, uh, you know, we give ourselves the best possible chance to win these type of games. You know, your contract situation is going to be a big story over the next few months. We may not get a chance to talk to you uh, for a while. What's going to be most important to you in that regard? Um, you know, I want to finish my career in Seattle. I want to I want to be here. Uh, the town, the city, the team, Coach Carroll, the organization, they all embraced me. You know, I was a guy who probably could have been out of the league. 
they embraced me, and uh, I want to repay them for that. Uh, I didn't see the play. I honestly didn't. But, um, it, you know, if that fired them up, then, you know, hey, hats off to them. But uh, I didn't see that play, and, uh, you know, I can't really speak much on that. Yeah, because, uh, you know, like I said, I felt like, um, you know, like I said, Coach Carroll and, and the organization, they embraced me, you know, at a time when not many people were. And, uh, you know, I feel like that means a lot to me. You know, I got a lot of loyalty in me. And, uh, you know, I want to repay those guys for, for doing that. I do. Uh, you know, those things will work themselves out. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get to that when the time comes. But you know, I feel really great about it. Um, you know, just competing, just being able to go out there and compete with the guys. Um, really proud to be a part of this locker room, part of this organization, a part of this team. Uh, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to my family and. Uh, you know, I just I, I really appreciate all the guys in the locker room, man. Everyone sacrificed. Guys were working hard all year. Um, we learned a lot, but we got ways to go. Did you get days at all on that, that hit right at the other first half? Or? No, I was good. Yeah, I was fine. Do you feel like if you guys would have been able to beat a team like this, the sky was really the limit? I still think the sky's the limit. You know, win or lose, you know, uh, I believe in this team. I believe, believe in this locker room. I believe in these coaches. I believe in the organization. I believe in the city of Seattle. Um, you know, just everybody, man, everybody, everybody. I believe we, we got to keep going and, and we'll be back. Thank you. Thank you. That was Geno Smith, 25 of 35, 253, two touchdowns, one interception. Our quarterback review is brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. Much more to do when we get back. Still breaking it down. Seahawks lose in the wild card, 41 to 23. All right, we caught him on the tail end of it, obviously. So uh, let's talk about him, though. What you see from the safety, Moye? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, he's pro bowler, man. He had a good year. But, you know, I thought he could have made a couple plays today, and I thought he was a little inconsistent tackling uh, as well. And, you know, and, and more, it's just we just got to get more playmakers. You know, and when you're just relying on one guy the whole time. But same time, look, he's free safety. And, uh, you know, you guys have heard me forever. Big plays is the secondary's problem. Mm. It, that's what they do. They, they're the umbrella. you got to take the right angle. All that stuff. All right, let me hop in there. Let's go to DK. He's at the podium now. Say that uh, if I was pressed on that play, he was going to throw it to me. So um, he, he kept his word. Yeah, excellent throw. DK, um, I mean, it really wasn't the turnovers, in my opinion. Um, you take away uh, that uh, illegal man downfield, we're on the five-yard line, um, you know, about to either score or kick a field goal, and it's a different ball game. But uh, in this game, uh, you, you got to eliminate the penalties when you're on offense and trying to drive the ball downfield on a defense like that. What do you feel like you have to do to catch up to the 49ers? Uh, in what aspect? Well, they beat you three times. Yeah. Um, got to continue to just play as a team. I think uh, this year was a good stepping stone, um, you know, for the future, um, you know, for us because, 
know, we weren't supposed to make the playoffs. We weren't supposed to, you know, win more than two, three, four games. And, you know, we did that with this team. So all we got to do, like Nino said, is just uh, build during the offseason um, and just continue to grow because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be something to, uh, you know, play against and look out for next next season. You know what it's like to be a rookie who contributes a lot. What was the biggest difference that you felt going into year two? What maybe from that all these rookies next year? Um... First off, uh, taking care of the off season, um, coming in with a chip on your shoulder, uh, you know, for next off season, let the, letting this feeling uh, fuel you throughout the whole off season, then coming in ready to work and just build on, um, you know, what you did during your rookie season, like Tariq and Kobe, um, and you know, both of our tackles, uh, you know, all of those guys were rookies and big contributors, you know, to this team. So they just have to continue to build on what they're doing and build on their future because uh, you know they helped us now and it's going to be you know vital that they help us next season as well. Man, I didn't even know he was a free agent. Yeah, he's going to be back, though. I'm, that's what I'm expecting. So um, hopefully he's back uh, next season. Um, I mean, he didn't prove anything but his self-right and, um, you know, that, that he can still be a, a very good uh, quarterback and, well, a great quarterback MVP candidate um, in this type of league. So, um, I mean, he, he, he did a hell of a job this year. Right. Uh, I mean, it's very exciting when you get to see a person go from, um, you know, backup quarterback to stepping in, being a starter, and then just making, you know, leaps and bounds in, in one year uh, well, in the offseason. Um, but I could tell he was focused um, from the offseason, how we talked every day. And uh, he would text me, um, you know, every now and again, just checking on me. But So I, I can tell he's ready, um, you know, to lead this team and, you know, to be back next year. Um, just the way he led, um, you know, we had we designated uh, Tyler, Quandre, and Al Woods, uh, you know, as our team captains. But just like during game seven or eight, uh, you can just see the team shift and start listening to Geno more. Um, and you know, he everybody just uh, started to gravitate towards him and, and what he was saying, and just started to believe in him more. I think you guys are close to being a Super Bowl contender. Yes, sir. Uh, I do think so. Um, draft picks, uh, free agent picks, um, and then just building on uh, this year. Um, I think we missed out during training camp on a lot of team bonding and, um, you know, bonding as a whole, whether that be position groups um, or, like I said, just a team in general. So um, I think next offseason and next season going into it, uh, just being ready to, you know, bond with the team and just know who we are at a core and not just, uh, you know, jersey numbers or, or just teammates. Um, it has to be a real brotherhood uh, when you go out there for games like this. That was DK Metcalf had himself a year, man. Oh, my God. What? 125-plus yards, Moye? Was that it? I'm going to say he had more than that. More than that. I think 136. 10 for 136. 10 for 136. Yeah. Two tutties. Could have had. I, 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 we were all talking about it. They said, hey, we'll take you one-on-one, him and Ward. Yeah. And I would love it, man. B. Walt and I were talking. Look, he plays outside, position inside. He wants to play inside. Let's go over the top. Right. I think there could have been more opportunities there. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, I, I like the game plan we had today. I thought the way we mixed the run in. Um, what to me was most impressive was in the first half, the longest run was 11 yards, and yet K-9 was still averaging 4.2. 
which means we're just getting positive yards, positive yards, coming up manageable third down situations, really good game plan. Finally, you know, get, we talked about that, taking some shots on third down. Clearly, you know, Coach Waldron hurt us because uh, they took a shot on third and three and hit the 50-yard bomb. So really good game plan to be up 17-16 at half. That's what's so disappointing because we're going, man, we're in this. We got this. But we knew we still were going to have to play perfect. And just, you know, one, two turnovers was the difference. Just want to say I'm a little jealous you're sitting next to a uh, Super Bowl champion uh, wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a free agent <laughs> who played on a garbage team, but it's all good. <laughs> who was you, the wide receiver? What you got? Nothing. I got, I got nothing. I was – you're talking about you. Oh, us in the press box, huh? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that with you, Moyer. <laughs> I really you. did. I appreciate yeah. that. Hey, hey. I was over there eating. <laughs> <laughs> That's my moye, okay? You stay away from my moye. moye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seahawks fans, do you want access to exclusive tickets, promotions, and last-minute ticket releases before game day? Simply text Seahawks to 71211 and opt in to receive the latest offers. that Seahawks to 71211. All right, we're still breaking it down. The season is over, but we are still here at Levi Stadium. Analysis next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Yeah, you know, Moyes got at me like three times today. I own one. Tight, tight lips. What you got for me, Moyer? I got nothing. <laughs> I'm angry. For those out there listening, it's been a little bit of a battle between Mr. Moyer and our lovely host, Michael Bumpus, and our I'm just being wonderful dad. producer, Nasachobi Plant Therapist, <laughs> <laughs> between the two, trying to get it settled. Hey, you and know, Walt and I are just sitting here eating popcorn. You know what it is? Show. You know what it <laughs> is? Unfold. You know what? You know, Moy, I apologize because I'm frustrated that the Hawks lost. Okay. And it was take a it game that I feel like they could have won. Okay. And every now and then, you take it out on your, your closest companion. Wow. That's you're you. For, you're forgiven. That's you. You forgive him. Okay, thank you. Thank you. How about that? <laughs> Communication. <laughs> this is what we need in relationships out there, y'all. That was oh, a great example man. of it right there. Friendships and everything. I, I just learned something just now. Did I need you? to do that more. You, you know? should. Yeah. I would imagine you are tough to deal with. When, I ain't got nothing to say. When there's controversy <laughs> in a relationship. I just, I just, I just leave. I would I just imagine. Walk away. I don't but know. But Moyer, it's rated now. <laughs> what you got for me? I, where are we going? I don't know. Where you want to go, Well, man? first of all, Seahawks lost 41-23. A closer game than, than the Moyer, score, don't honest. do my job. Moyer, you're doing I'm my job. I'm just trying to get people to know what's going on here. That's all. <laughs> all right. Okay. So. Thank you. Thank you. I'm well, still communicating. All right. What do you got there, Turbo? Well, I was going to say, I mean, listen, you know, Bump points out the rain, and obviously the game would have been impacted a lot differently for both teams had it, you know, been raining like it is now as expected. Um, and, I mean, if you think about how our ground game was pretty successful early in the game, I mean, this could have turned into one of those, you know, run run games, you know what I mean, where you're just running the football all game long. And both teams really, really had some success, but, uh, you know, happy overall with the way that, that, that we performed, uh, you know, running the football. And I think like Pete Carroll said in his postgame press, was like, man, we wish we could have got K-9 the ball 10 more times, right. you know, but – because of uh, the circumstances, and just weren't able to do it. I mean, he averaged 4.2 yards, just looking at his final stats, 15 for 63, 4.2, longest run, 9 yards. So, I mean, again, he was just getting 4, getting 4. Getting and that was five. early, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was. And, First, you know, second series. And the part that drives me crazy, but, but it, i got to throw it out there anyways, 
I actually thought we played their run okay. It's just the big plays killed yeah. us again. You know, McCaffrey has 68 yards that one that one play. I mean, we just play it so bad. Um, but he's 15 for 119. You take that away, man, he's, you know, under probably three yards of carry. So, yeah, that that's the frustrating part. And it's really what I thought hurt the Seahawks all year. I mean, we play well, play well, play well, and then boom. Just way too many big plays this year. You know, I'm going through looking at these highlights, getting rewatching and remembering some plays, and and you go back to the plays that the Seahawks were just fractions off. There was a couple throws yeah, that Purdy threw, that and uh, where you saw Cody Barton kind of jump in front, get his hands on it, and if he catches those, mm. he's off. You know, it's touchdown. I think Tanner Muse had one as well, where he mm-hmm. just out of reach. Yeah. A couple of these over the middle slant routes that Purdy was kind of, you know, trying to fit them in tight windows, and the guys just barely missed them, you know, yeah, and yeah. those are the game-changing plays, one or two of those, and it's it's over. It goes yeah. the other way. Cody, even, Cody had one in the back of the end zone. I thought he had a chance. Woolen, if he had it turned around, probably right. had a chance. There was one early where the ball slipped, and it just kind of landed yeah. between us. I thought Diggs had a chance on that one uh, seam route. I mean, so we're talking five or six yeah, plays yeah. where we got yeah. a chance to turn and, the game around, and we, we come up with goose eggs. Yeah, and even on the offensive side of the ball, you know, we, we were able to hit D.K., on that big nine route for a touchdown, uh, but could have had three of those. Yeah. There was one that we threw in the end zone just a little short, right? If he would have let him a little bit more, might have had a chance. Then there was another one where he let him a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Just got, got right out of his reach. I thought Ward grabbed him just enough to not to get called, and that was that half inch. All right, here let, let, me, let, let me hop in there real quick. We got Tyler Lock out of the podium now. Exactly where we wanted him to. Um, very questionable call about a legal man downfield. And in a lot of our opinions, uh, that really stopped the momentum of our drive. We we drove down, regardless of San Fran scoring, did a great job being able to control the clock, driving all the way down, and we got it to where we wanted it, third and two, and they called a legal man downfield. Um, very, very tough just because uh, I think Gino threw it in 1.2 seconds. So, I mean, it's hard for anybody to <laughs> – to, to, you know, get past the line of scrimmage in that time. So um, very tough call. But, you know, then a couple of plays later, we fumble. Then they go down and score. And now we go down from 6 to 13. And, you know, those events kind of turn the whole game around, come back down 13, and then we get four or five penalties in a row, which, I mean, you know, I, you guys can answer that for me. <laughs> so... Don't really know how we can get five penalties in a row, so that's tough too. And uh, still had a great drive though. Ken had a big time run, was able to get stuff moving, and then it was holding. And you know, then we just kind of got out of sync at that point. Well, I mean, I think, <clears throat> like I said, I think we did a really great job, and like I said, we had them where we wanted them, but. Uh, you know, the penalties, we just couldn't capitalize on them. Like, when you look at our whole season, we did a great job of being able to still overcome those penalties when you look at teams like the Chargers and, um, like, even, like, I think the Rams. Like, whoever we played, if they if they called penalties and we kept getting backed up over and over, we were able to get a big-time play to get the first down and keep the drive alive. And, I mean, it's hard to do that in a in a regular season game, and it's even harder to do it in a, in the playoffs. Um, especially when you're playing, you know, one of the top teams in the in a conference. So um, for us, I still think we did a great job on offense. It's just 
Um, some of them calls just kind of shot us down, and we weren't able to keep going. But, I mean, we were driving the ball on them the whole game. Do you plan on giving your endorsement to John and Pete to bring back Geno next year? Oh, yeah. I mean, of course we want Geno to come back. Um, I think everybody in the building wants Geno to come back. <clears throat> you know, obviously, um, like Geno said, like the NFL is a business, and so um, they're all going to do what's best for each other. You know, um, very, very happy with how Geno played and everything that he's done throughout this year. Um, you know, just amazing just to be able to have an opportunity and to have such an incredible season, a Pro Bowl year at that. And so very excited for him just for what the future holds. Um, you know, like we were talking in there, me, DK, and Penny, and we were just saying, like, you know, how cool it was just to be able to see what we all accomplished in our first year, just being able to play with Gino for the first time. And, you know, we learned a lot of new stuff. Like, you know, we did a lot of new stuff. And it was very, it was very, like, interesting just to see how we continue to try to build the chemistry, continue to try to learn and grow, because, like, that stuff didn't happen overnight. And a lot of that stuff took a lot of hours and a lot of nights just to be able to continually grind and understand each other's mindset. But... It was just super cool to be able to see where we were from from OTAs to where we ended up now. <clears throat> yeah, appreciate you. That was Tyler Lockett. TL, the most, one of the most, not nah, the most consistent player on this roster right oh, now, I would say, 100%. man. Like four years in a row, a thousand yards, man. He has surgery on his finger. And uh, B Weezy, back me up on this. So I told people, I go, look, it's impressive that he had surgery on his finger um, and he's and he's playing ball. But, you know, receivers are, we can manipulate how we like, how we catch things. But, sign so up, Tyler Lockett, one of the best to do it. Um, tough as nails, man. Number 16, wore better than I wore in Warrior. Were you I, 16? I was 16, too. 16. And not by mm. choice, though. He chose that number. I didn't choose that number. You know, <laughs> you mad at me with that, too? I'm mad. <laughs> I'm just mad at you. You're, you're... Listen, look, you know what? Um, I want to talk about the rookies a little bit because, you know, again, we, we basically played and started almost seven rookies. I mean, you got even uh, – um, I've drawn a blank on the, the kid who came in today. But these guys are not men yet physically. And that's where I really tell people, I mean, Lucas and Cross are two guys that, you know, they're going to get bigger and stronger. They're going to fill out. I mean, you become men about your second, third year in the league. And so, you know, just for that, and you go and look at San Francisco, their team, and they're veterans across the board, and they look like men. They just physically look bigger than us. And that's going to come for us next year and the year after. And so, again, that's where I get excited is the growth of the these young rookies and second-year players. And, again, we got two first, two seconds. Um, we got work to do. But uh, I think the gap's much closer than people think with San Francisco. You know, I, I want to go back to Tyler Lockett real quick. Um, he, he had a very – he had a much better game than the stat show, right? Six catches, 39 yards, but he had some big third down conversions. And you watch some of these routes where he's motioning, doing a little spacing route or an option route and really finding the hole. And he moved the sticks a few times, and he, he capitalized on his opportunities. He, you know, he, six catches, eight targets, but but those 39 yards were big yards, a lot of conversions there. So big big plays by him and DK, obviously. Love when I have a receiver with me. <laughs> Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks football all season long on KIRO Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma, Seattle. Seahawks! 
We are still here at Levi Stadium. We got a former intern walking into the building right now. My guy, he whoop, got whoop. a nice suit. Oh, I see you, baby. Got right. that burgundy. Paul Moyer, I still love you, man. Hey, it's lots more to do when we get back, okay? <laughs> the Hawks lose to the Niners, 41-23. Now we're going to Jim Mueller. She is alive in the locker room with Bruce Irvin. Bruce, Brock Purdy looked different today. Those passes were wobbling. He had happy feet. What you guys do differently to get to him? Um, got him off the spot. Um, you know, just didn't let him sit back there and just pick us apart. I think we did a great job uh, make him, making him move around in the first half and uh, making him really struggle to, to find, his, find his targets. What is the challenge, though, of some of those guys that are so good at picking up yards after catch and after contact? They got a good team. Uh, third and 13, got to get off the field, you know. It's playoff football. Um, too many missed tackles, too many plays, you know, that, that, that we know somebody's supposed to be there. So it's just little stuff like that, uh, you know, that you, you can't afford to do in the playoffs, man. Um, it's a young team. So, uh, you know, a lot of guys don't, don't really know what it means to be here. Uh, but uh, these guys battled all year, and, uh, you know, nobody expected us to be here where we at. And uh, it's unfortunate, but we got a great future around here. You know what a playoff game means for putting things into perspective. What do you think the young guys took away from this first experience? Just knowing that it's just a regular game. Um, just just back at the VMAC, on the practice field, it's just football. And, uh, I think guys got caught up into the hype and uh, the moment, uh, giving up a play and thinking it's over. Uh, it's the playoffs, man. You got to be able to move on and, uh, you know, battle when it's time. And uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do that today. What are you most proud of from what you've seen from the team all year long? Because it felt like today's game was it was kind of like a microcosm of the season. Just guys battling, man. Uh, people writing this off all year, and guys just continue to come in week in and week out and work their tails off. Uh, and that's all you can ask for. Uh, you know, if you let anybody else tell it, we weren't supposed to be here right now. So uh, it just shows you what a little bit of hard work could do, and guys believing in one another. Uh, you know, you, the sky's the limit here, though. It might be too early to ask this question, but what's next for you? I'm going to go to my nice house in Atlanta. Uh, I got about six dogs in my house. Play with my dogs. Go to my oldest son, baseball tournaments, and just just live. Just enjoy my success. Uh, enjoy my family, and, uh, you know, i figure all that stuff out later. So you're leaving it open that we could see you on the field next year at some point? Uh, I mean, I had a pretty good game today. You never know. You know, I said, like I said, I said I was going to retire two years ago, and I played the last two years. So uh, it's something about when you get 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 away from here, the locker room, you miss it. Uh, just talking mess with the guys. That's the type of stuff you miss, man. So, uh, like I said, we, we, I'll handle it when they get here, but uh, I wouldn't say I'm done. Certainly not by the way he was playing today. Bump, that was a heck of a game as we get that back to you. Thank you, Jen. Man, Turbo, imagine Bruce Irvin, 35 years old. He's working out. I believe he was in Atlanta working out, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what he's going to do with his, uh, with his life. Am I still in the game? Am I out the game? And then he joins a team and is an integral part of them getting to the playoffs. That has to be rewarding. If this is the last time we see this guy, man, 
tip the cap to him. Yeah, I mean, listen, he came in as a rookie uh, on fire. Nine and a half sacks that season. I remember we came in, we were in the same class, and he led all rookies that year uh, in sacks. And so he had an instant impact on the team as a rookie, came in as a free agent this year, had an instant impact on this team as a veteran. And I think the thing that would be most wholesome, like obviously you want to play. We want to play. The game is so much fun. It is. It really is. And he talked about it, man, being in the locker room, messing, you know, with the guys, cracking jokes, you know. It's so much fun, man. You know, and then obviously playing, right? But I think he'll get the most satisfaction from an impact standpoint, not just what he did on the field, but let's say Daryl Taylor, Boy Mafe, they go on to have these incredible careers. You know who they're going to give credit to? Mm. Bruce Irvin, man, yep. and his mentorship that he brought to that locker room. I mean, think about how much better those guys played towards the end of the season, right? That had a lot to do with number 51, right? And his, the advice and the, and the things that he shared about his career and then obviously showing examples on the field from a physical standpoint, watching tape and understanding film. That's a very intricate, in, intricate part of football that is difficult to understand. You can turn on the film, you might not see – you might not understand anything you're looking at. I know I didn't at first in the beginning. <laughs> no right? idea. No idea. You feel me? No idea. And yeah. so that you know, you know that type of impact, man, I think is is uh, is where Bruce is. It really made his hay this year. You know, I, I love the Bruce Irvin story because it, it goes to uh, you know Pete and John uh, going against what you know everyone on the outside thinks, right? Because remember when Bruce was drafted, they drafted mm-hmm. him super high, and everyone's like, "Bruce, what? Yeah. Why'd they take him so high?" And they just knew what kind of player they were getting mm-hmm. when everyone else around was like, well, you know, they, they could have gotten him later or whatnot. But they wanted the guy. And, and look, I mean, I'm jealous, man. 35, still playing. I wish you, you look at down there, you watch them playing down there. And man, I want to be running around that field. Don't what? you, Bump? <laughs> yes. Man. Yes. We walked in here at halftime yes. to do the show. And I was like, ah. Throw me a slant. Out there. Might, Throw I'm, me a slant. I might pull a hammy in the first quarter. But, man, it would <laughs> be fun to be out there. Hammy, so. You feel me? Because I still got that. Uh, and that that turbo, man. I, I swear. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell my, my kids. I go, Give me that turbo confidence because turbo never wavers. That confidence <laughs> is on point. You know whose confidence is on point? This man. We uh, met him and his girlfriend in Germany. Cody Barton is live now with Jim Mueller. Nice. Cody, you knew it was going to be a tough game against the Niners. What did you guys switch up differently? You gave them all they could handle in the first half. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, a lot in the first half we were switching back from a lot of post high to two high. You know, we started switching out, getting out of two high. They were. When we would go to that, they would they would try to target, you know, which end was dropping and try to work that side with the deep crossers. But, uh, you know, even with their big plays at the end of the day, I mean, going to the fourth quarter, it was 17-23, and the game still to be had, and uh, it just it hurts to have it go that way, you know what I mean, slip away in the, in the fourth. You mentioned those deep crossing routes. What is the challenge of defending that? I mean, I know that they've got so many weapons, but th- that's a play they ran effectively. Yeah, um, it's just tough. You know, there's... Every play has its own unique versus our call, you know, who should have, could have, would have, you know what I mean? But, um, I mean, there's just a lot going through my head right now, a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts, and uh, I don't know. I would imagine pride is one of those thoughts in what the team did this year and the fight that they showed today. Yeah, I mean, this team, you know, that's the biggest thing I'm feeling is grateful for these guys. and. Uh, <clears throat> Thank <laughs> you.
What do you think having this week and this game did for the team? Whether it was getting an extra week on the field to go through plays or just just having playoff experience, it makes a difference. Yeah, and you know, it's definitely something to build on this offseason. You know, it's going to put a chip on our shoulder and you know, at the end of the day, I think it's only going to bring us closer in the end and, uh, you know, already thinking about next year. <laughs> that is kind of the way things work. We'll let him get out of here, Bump. The emotions running pretty high today after a hard-fought game from this team. Yeah, tough game, man. They battled in, Jen. Thank you for tossing it over to us. Um, lots more to do, man. I'm going to talk to my guys. I got three of the greatest analysts in the world, Craig, right here with me right now. With the and greatest producer. With the greatest producer. Yeah, no question. And the engineer. And the engineer. CD, let's go. Hey, it's we have to get flowers right now, right? Yeah. This is the last time we're going to do this for a while. So, yeah, I love yeah. y'all. Let's get back to it. Do it one more time. When we return, we're going to talk about the season, man. What does the future look like? How do we reflect on the season? That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Gino from the shotgun has Dallas in the backfield with him. A slot to his left side and a tighter slot on the right side. Niners look like they want to blitz. They do. Gino steps. Gino throws deep down the near side. He's got Metcalf. Yes. Metcalf touchdown. Seahawks. <laughs> Jimmy Ward tried to cover him. Forget about it. DK Metcalf down the left sideline. 50 yards for a touchdown. And the Seahawks are one point away from taking the lead on Super Wild Card Weekend. Chavarius Ward was the coverage man, and he could not keep up with Metcalf. A 50-yard touchdown on comes Myers for the PAT. Ain't nothing like Steve Rabel calling a touchdown, man. Steve. Man, my, my guy Raves gets after it, man. And uh, the call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plummet. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Call Beacon. Yeah. Hey, I'd like that. Matter of fact, if you're listening out there, I'll rep you. I'll, I'll do that commercial <laughs> for you. You'll do it? Uh-huh. Have you used Beacon Plumbing? Yeah. As ever? a matter of fact, I have. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Wow. I don't they, think I, I didn't get the Seahawk discount, though. No, nah, they put you in the generic 21. Pretty much. And said, look. Then they found out who I was. They were really nice. <laughs> the real question They really is, were. I, a great customer service. Really cr- incredible. So, sorry, I, I don't get paid by them. It was just a little uh, plug there because they really do a great me job. Me neither. I don't get paid by them neither. But we're talking about them. Uh, yeah. Are you guys a, a like a DTY type of person? Like, like let's say you need plumbing. Yes, on your I'm going to do it. Yes, I am. I'm going to try. Calling, I'm going to try. I'm gonna try. I'm calling. I'm gonna try. I ain't even. Nope. I'm going straight to YouTube. <laughs> there you go. I'm going straight to the Google to I go, call the company. I go company. YouTube. Then I go father-in-law. Then I go. All right, man. I gotta call the professionals. This looks hard. This looks tough. <laughs> if it ain't working, call the that. professionals. My dad, when my dad, we he did all the plumbing, electric. He was an engineer for IBM. So. He redid our uh, washing machines and we motors tore them apart. So he taught me early on, you better be, you better make a lot of money. You better learn how to do this. And from, electric's a foreign language. I'll tell you what, you know, all these wires. From the golden age, man. Like, I know yeah, you guys know how to do stuff. But Dude, nowadays everything's facts. technology. I mean, you couldn't, he couldn't do the stuff now. Back then, you actually did your own spark plugs and did your own oil. I mean, you can't even do that nowadays. Yeah. 
So it's it, it's changed, but I still do. You know, I do electric or um, um, all of our sprinkler system. I mean, I do most of that junk. Yeah, electric, wow, yeah. that's impressive. I just, I say impressive. Alexa, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work, and I don't understand why. <laughs> you, you know what? No, never mind. Never mind. That'll get me in trouble. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's moving move on. on. Yes. Alexa, fix that. Mm-mm. John Schneider fixed this. There you hey. go. This is what he did. Him and Pete that boy, Carroll. That boy put really. a bar on y'all right just now. Right? You feel that? Woo! You feel me? That's that karaoke from last night, huh? That, Got uh-oh. you warmed up. Hey, 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 hey. I like hey, it. Hey, uh-huh. hey, it's between me and you, Oh, bro. my bad. Streets is talking. All right? So, uh, <laughs> man. John Schneider and Pete Carroll really fixed this thing, Moyer. Gather yourself. They did. One of the great drafts of all time. I mean, for the Seahawks, for sure. And that's still got a lot to play out. But you think about, go back two years ago, and then last year, and then what's about to come this year, you know, this thing is set up nicely. And that's why Pete, look, Pete, what, is he 72? 71. 71. Ageless. Pete, after the, the post game, there's no question he's already thinking about it. He is Facts. already fired up. He can't wait for this team and the OTAs and yeah. what's going to happen in, in, you know, with free agents in the draft. So, and, you know, we saw John you know, Snyder. He, I think he's, if he's not the best in the business, I don't know who's better, right? So, I, and what he's done, if you really, he, he, when you win consistently like we've won, you never get high draft picks, mm-hmm. man. You're always having to go back in the second round try to ga- gather more. You know, next year, two firsts, two seconds. Let's see what he can do because he's proven that they're good at picking quarterbacks, finding them, which, again, I think even the Geno one and obviously Russell. And, uh, you know, what he did last year with those seven rookies, I, I, I can't wait for next year. I think they're just great with their forward thinking, right? Like, obviously, as as consumers or fans or whatever title you want to put on it, you know, we're thinking about this year, we're thinking about the upcoming year. You know, Pete and John, those guys, they're thinking about not, they're thinking about three, four, five years from now still, right? And obviously you don't have it all figured out because you don't know who's coming out of the draft and et cetera. But the potentials, you know, are there, right? The goal setting, those short-term, those mid-term, those long-term goals, like they're set in advance. And I think, like, because they're consistently doing that, it breeds the consistency that you've seen with the Seahawks and the franchise over the years and uh, it's going to continue so you know this this is going to be an exciting offseason uh, for this team and it'll be interesting to see what they do hey, if, if you don't trust pete and john by now i think you need to find a new city right yeah, i mean must be a fair <laughs> weather fan. Up. <laughs> i mean up. what they've done has been incredible i mean i don't think seattle has seen a run like this by any sports team you know so consistently since they've gotten here and just i mean the expect they, they, the expectations are so high now because of what they've done you know like a lot of people will look at this and say, oh, you know, we need to totally rebuild. This has been a failure of a year because we didn't win the Super Bowl. I mean, when has that ever been the expectation for, for Seattle, you know, going forward? So, you know, they, they've they created such excitement for this team and um, going forward, and you're right. They're always one step ahead of it. You know, they're planning three, four years. So mm-hmm. the, the best is yet to come. Has Pete, uh, has he earned the Hall of Fame? What? Yeah. Hall yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I, look, I mean, before yes. this year, I mean, there was still talk. Oh, maybe he needs another Super Bowl. I'm on like, look, 10, no. 10 out of 13 years here in the playoffs. Yeah. Who, who's Snyder's your a Hall of Famer? Who is the greatest coach of all time to you? 
Well, I've said I've argued Joe Gibbs. Okay, yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Right? I knew, I knew you were going to say that. Three Bowls. Super Bowls, three different quarterbacks, not one of them in Hall of Fame. Yeah. And so you know, just what they, he got out of, and I look at, look to me, Pete's, yeah, to me, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, John Schneider to, to me is a Hall, Hall of Famer because yeah. what has he created? He's created three Hall of Famers. You know, it could be four if some of them didn't go off the deep end at the end, right? I mean, Earl Thomas is probably the way he played a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, how it ended, I don't know. I mean, it, sometimes that leaves a lasting impression. But, you know, obviously you got Bobby. I think Russell, if he writes the ship a little bit, um, yeah. he was certainly well on his way when he was here. And maybe – Look, look, when people leave, who, who always talks about that? When people leave here with the Seahawks, they rarely end up having a, you know, a good career after. You know, their best football is when they were here. So, you know, so you could throw in John Schneider, too. I agree with that. Yeah, I would, yeah oh, man. I mean, come on. I mean, the, the fact that, uh, I mean, he should be in talks for executive of the year. But, you know, we, we could talk about even the, the business side, but just even from a personality standpoint, man, like John, like I've been around GMs, man, that aren't conversational. They don't want to build relationships with their players because, like, literally, they won't build a relationship with a player because they know eventually they're going to have to make a tough decision on you. So what? You know, like, of course, as players, like, we're, we're going to be hurt, but down the road, and we get over that stuff. We understand it. We put ourselves in the executive shoes, right? And John is one of those guys that, like, man, he, you can actually, he's somebody you can actually bond with yeah. outside of a business standpoint, man. And I think more than his decision-making as a, as, a, as a businessman when it comes to the roster, the, the, his personability really is what makes him great to me. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I met uh, John. And, and I just signed, I think, the practice squad my first year here. And, and I was up in the uh, the cafeteria, and I was in line, and, and there he is, you know, the big man, the GM. And I, he looked, I go, hey, Mr. Snyder, great to meet you. You know, and he goes, whoa, bro, John, John. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Right. You know, all right, nice. And, and that's the atmosphere, and it goes back to why people or players, whenever they leave here, it's not the same going somewhere else. You know, the, the atmosphere they build is so fun, and, and the, it's just the best football you will play. So if you, it's hard to go other places after this, which is probably a lot to do with why you don't see guys go other places and perform so well. Yeah. So, uh, hold on, before you start, excuse me, Turbo. No, no, no. You're... Like, you guys both started in Seattle and went somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So you guys have the perfect perspective. Um, like, that's real, right? Yeah, I like, was just going to, yeah. I was just going to share an example of, I, and I won't share the team and I won't share the, the, the person because, you know, for, for me, I'm, relationships are important. So, I, you know, and I still I have good relationships with those people, although while with the organization, you know, one particular franchise, I remember going through the season and um, man, you Andy, know, it's it's Andy. it's it's you, you walk through. And I, listen, it could be. I mean, I played for Cleveland and I played could for be Dallas Cleveland. too. Could be you know? Dallas. So it's one of those three. And listen, you walk through, <laughs> you walk through a hallway, right? And 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 you walk by somebody who works in the front office. Could be in marketing. Could be, you know. And you say, hey, you know. And and literally, that, I, being brutally honest here, they would they look at you, look down, and keep walking. Won't yeah. say anything, right? And it would happen multiple times with different people. Didn't never met him before. I'm just I'm just walking by. Hey, how you doing? Good good sun's out. Good day, right? Sun's out, guns out. So Turbo. At the end of the season, I'll never forget at the end of the season I was talking to the head scout because 
that's who you did your exit meetings with for whatever reason. That's bad. And I asked that. him, I said, hey, like it was so it was so obvious that I had to ask him, hey, how come folks in the front office won't have conversations with the players? He says, well, the person in charge doesn't want us building relationships with you guys because at some point you're going to have to leave the team and he doesn't want that decision to be harder than it already is. And I said, wow. So purposely, you're not allowed to build relationships with the players just because of wow. the business aspect of football. But it's crazy. But you didn't feel that in, in Seattle. No. Yeah. No. We, 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 all, we, and, we and, eat together, and for B, crying out loud. B, you started in San Diego. San Diego, yeah. But you got your burn, right, in – in, in Seattle. Seattle, yes, yeah. yep, in Seattle, and finishing Jacks, but and I, I won't name organizations either. But to that, you know, one of the organizations, you're at practice. You know how John is on the practice field every day. You know, he's talking to you. Hey, how you feeling today? How's that healing up? You know, and he knows everything about you going on. He's personal about it. Other place is well, one place in particular. The GM doesn't come down from his perch. You know, he's up top, just staring at. You don't even know who he is. You never see him. Just exactly what you said. He does. He's never on the practice field. He doesn't know you, and and that just shows so much of the Seahawks organization mm-hmm. that that John yeah. just takes that initiative to know everybody. Now I get it; it makes it a lot harder to cut people when you know people. You know, it's probably a little more emotional and stuff. But you know, that's why it also he's paid the makes big it bucks. easier yeah. to reconvene or rebuild yes. the relationship. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I was when I left Seattle, I, I pissed off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, but you probably and, trusted him. You just were mad. Yeah. I, but you know what? Four years later, I pick up the phone. Call John. Haven't called him in years. Picks up the phone. What's up, Turbo? And we're chopping it up for half an hour. Look, right. There's no other GM that I, no. you know what I mean? Like, no, I there's, there's only a handful of other GMs around the league that you can actually do that with. Yep. Especially if you haven't spoken to in X amount of months or years or whatever. And that's just, that's a special personality, man. And that's what makes him, outside of his business decisions, that's what really makes him a special GM. We got a big fan in the room today. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out my guy, Michael Riley, Riley Michael. He's Riley to me. Uh, it's but, all love in here. But no, I appreciate you guys uh, sharing that, man, because uh, I don't think a lot of shows have the insight that you guys have. We got Moyer going to the 83 uh, championship game. You got me having a cup of tea in the league, and then we got two Super Bowl champions, and then we have – Rabel's nephew just chilling, you know what I mean? Rabel's nephew? No idea, right? Oh, man. That's how low key he is. Yeah, All right, but sure. I got to be careful now. Hey. <laughs> well, I talk about up here. Be careful. Hey, today's final score: 49ers forty-one, Seahawks twenty-three. What? The Hawks lose forty-one to twenty-three, and you know what? The national media or the national like the the fan will look at the score and say, "Oh yeah, Seahawks they snuck in and they did this and that." But we all know we were here, and the Niners were on the ropes for a long time. And there were a couple events that happened that allowed the Niners to open things up. Um, but overall, Paul Moyer, it's a good year for these guys. Oh, man, it's you, you make the playoffs. This is a tough league. <laughs> I mean, injuries, salary cap, as, as you mentioned, you know, you're, you got whole new teams even when you bring your whole team back, right? I mean, you got 20-plus guys for sure who will not be on this team next year. Uh, the We're up 17-16. The 49ers have a really good drive in the second half. We come right back. There's two minutes left in the quarter. 
I mean, there was one drive, the 40, I mean, one drive in the third quarter. So, you know, we're about to take the lead again going into the fourth quarter. And you heard Tyler Lockett earlier. He was very disappointed in the downfield, the legal player downfield, because that ball was thrown in 1.2 seconds. How in the world do we have somebody downfield? And they called it on the lineman that was the other side of the ball where it was thrown. And I go, to me, it's a ref. You, you kind of, you could call a penalty on every place. So you, you, you have to go, that had nothing to do with this play. And, you know, maybe you say, hey, guys, you know, be careful getting down too soon. We're going to be calling that stuff. Very disappointing. So really, the fourth quarter was just, you know, they got us, man. Two turnovers. Um, they scored on eight of nine possessions. Uh, that was tough. But it, it was a very competitive game. It was, it was yeah. I hate to say I'm proud of them because they're not my children. But as a 12 and a guy who's been doing this a long time, all of us, I was proud. I was proud of the way they battled and fought. And it was a great game plan. And we probably um, didn't have quite the talent to, that the 49ers have today. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a good season. What's that? It's okay to be proud, more. Yeah, I just don't want to be too nerdy and, and homerish. But it, it is a little end of the year, you know, becomes a gut punch. And when you're – Look, we do this every week, right? We prepare, we get to know the players, and, and you become a fan as well, even though we're talking about them. And you hate for the season to end. It's crazy how uh, how important a uh, legal man downfield penalty was at that time. Oh, my and, gosh. I mean, is there – would that take him to a third and seven or something? Third well, and long it, after it, that penalty. No, it actually took us to a second long and we threw one out of bounds, I think. And so then it came up. It was second and 12. Then yeah. it came up third and 12. And that's when we had the fumble. And then the fumble. Yeah. yeah. And that's just crazy to think about. And then to call it three times in the game. Three times. I've never seen that. Mm-mm. And the especially worst, when he's two yards downfield. The worst part for me is it's quick game. Yeah. There's no way right. he's down the field like that. He does no. not affect the play. It's it's wild. But, you know. Two, two of is. the three for sure was very questionable. I think Pete talked about the the last one was they kind of messed up on that one. But the first two, and the first one was just, it was killer. Because it was going to come up in third and two. Instead of we're second and 12, comes up third and 12. We fumble, and they end up scoring. And, you know, for the most part, the game is over. Game changing. All right, we got Robert Robert Turbin with us, uh, but we're going to go to Gabe Jackson. He's with Jim Mueller right now. Gabe, I know that there is no moral victories in this game, but it does feel like this team took something away from today, even though it was a loss. Why does it feel that way? Uh, for one, I mean, this this whole room of guys, great guys, uh, everybody worked there this year. Uh, and I just feel like it's something to stack on and build on, uh, especially for the young guys that's here. Like, they can see, okay, what it takes, what it looks like, uh, and also what it don't look like. And everything is a learning lesson. You know, we're still here. We still got breath in our bodies to get better. So just learn from and keep building. We saw Ken Walker get into the end zone for the first time in, I think, five games. What has he done, and what did he do against that front today? He was just determined. Uh, he read his blocks. Uh, I haven't seen, you know, watched film, obviously, but just from the feel of the game and what I can see on the, the iPads that we have down there, um, he was just feeling it. What about the play calling in this one? I think that those calls were mixed more than we've ever seen, and you have to do something like that against this team. What was so different there? Uh, I mean, we were just in rhythm. Um, the coach was calling, and we was blocking it up and doing what we were supposed to do. Um, we keep them on their toes. You know, one thing about it, they're, they're a great defense, but if they don't know what we're doing, then it's hard to stop. And if we do right, we can't be stopped. 
What does that final scoring drive mean for the team? I, I know it didn't change the outcome of the game. Um, I mean, mainly it's a group of guys that, like I said, we got a, a great group of guys in here. Like, we don't have any quarters. Um, guys going to work to the end, and that's big because it's not everywhere that's like that. So what are you going to take away from the season most, either personally or from the team? Uh, personally, um, things for myself to work on. Um, and for this team is, I, I love these guys. Um, and just how far we can go and, and just keep pushing. And there you go, Bump. You turn the page, you start looking ahead to next year, and the future is certainly bright for all these guys in the locker room. Appreciate you, Jen. When you look at this uh, interior offensive line, that's one of the uh, – positions that needs to be addressed but defensively there there's more work to do right well i look i think we need to tighten it up on the offensive side look i'm i'm big believers you, you got to protect the quickest path to the quarterback right so you know your center your two guards whatever it is whether it's scheme whether we we just get a little bit better there i don't know what they're going to do but for us to be a legitimate super bowl contender you got to have a great defense man that's just bottom line and um, we just we, we weren't a great deal. I thought we played well at times, but here's a game we gave up 500 yards. I'm not sure they really they didn't attack us. I mean, they just they're running the same stuff, deep crossing routes, some check downs, some running game. They had the one to Samuel on a crossing route, which was a six yard route ends up going 74 yards for a touchdown. We have to get better there. And I think it does start up for a, a, to me. We got to get a dominant defensive tackle where they go. Where is he? Because the, I thought the one thing we've missed, I think we've got speed on the edge, but it doesn't work if you don't get gut pressure right. because they can just step up. They can go, you know, and work their way outside. And you saw that with Purdy today. I mean, we had okay pressure, but he was running around like, you know, he was in high school and playing a little sandlot football. If I'm, if I'm breaking this down by the, the phases or the, uh, the different teams, right, the offense, this off, I, I don't see much happening with it. You know, I, I think they performed very well this year. They out, they outperformed what they were supposed to do. They got guys that are just going to get better. These these two tackles are going to get better. Kenneth Walker had a great year. You know, a thousand yard rusher. Geno showed that he can he can be. I mean, he arguably had one of the best uh, quarterback seasons for a Seahawk. Right? He set all those records, and you know whether it shows or not. You know, people believe in that. The stats are the stats there. And he broke those records. He broke Russell's records. You know, he had the highest completion. Per what else can you ask for from a quarterback but the highest completion percentage in team history, right? And the most yards in team history. And the most yards. And only the third quarterback in team history for, throw for 30-plus uh, touchdowns. You can't ask for more than that. But special teams-wise, I think Jason Myers is a free agent, right? So that'll be a question. Am I wrong on that? I'm pretty sure he is. But those guys will be back. But defensively, I think, is the overhaul. I think the secondary will stay. The same, but I think everywhere else is open, open for discussion, and I think you'll see some draft picks and some some big uh, acquisitions because I think uh, that was definitely their their weakness this year. All right, well, let's go to Kate Johnson. He's with Jim Miller right now. Kate, I know that that's not the way you guys wanted this game to end, but why was that final touchdown so important? I think it kind of just leaves a stamp on the year we had. Like nobody really thought we were going to be in this position and. Uh, like I'm just proud of the guys for like never like stop fighting like we never stopped and that last touchdown kind of you know put a cap on the season like you know there things didn't always go our way but we, we we kept fighting kept battling so I mean it was a it was a fun it was a fun ride.
It was it was really fun to be a part of. Even though I wasn't up the whole year, it was it was really special to be a part of. You were also one of the guys getting playoff experience for the first time. Just having that extra week of practice and having this experience, how much more confidence does that give you and the team going forward? I think it's huge for every one of us. I mean, we had obviously a lot of rookies play this year, but there was like a lot of guys that stepped up in roles that they never had before. And um, I'm just thankful that Coach Carroll and Schneider and them believed in me to be able to come out here and play significant. So, um, I mean, it really gave a lot of us encouragement and uh, we're just not satisfied. We're ready to be back and go farther next year. So let's talk about a couple of these plays that 50 yard pass to DK. Gino's accuracy, DK speed, which was more impressive? Uh, both of it was just, it was super special just to be able to just watch that and just being in the play. Like I, I ran out of breath because I was sprinting down the field. Like I was just so happy. And, you know, Gino's like a really special player and so is DK. So just to be able to play with two guys like that is just amazing and something I'll never forget. What did you guys do better against the Niners today than you had previously in the year? I feel like we just had that never quit mentality. Um, you know, in the first quarter, like they came up and they were up right away and we fought right back and we were uh, we were in the game. We were actually up in, at halftime. So um, I just feel like we just battled uh, defense and offense. Um, and, you know, it just sucks that we had to have that fourth quarter and we couldn't get it back, but it was it was still a good year. Does it does it feel like the team just ran out of steam in the second half? Yeah, uh, just a couple calls didn't go our way in the red zone that I feel like, you know, uh, they weren't questionable, but we could have been better on our side. And, um, you know, they were huge in determining the outcome of the game. So, um, you know, but I, I got nothing bad to say about our play. And, you know, we just never, we never stopped fighting and never stopped battling. Thanks, Gabe. Bump, we'll get that back to you. Thank you, Jen. That was Kay Johnson. Uh, when we return, we're going to get through some highlights. Highlights. Are you guys ready for it? This is Turbo's favorite part of the the whole deal. That's on. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. 710 Seattle Sports and covering this radio 97.3 FM. The Seahawks post game show. Michael Bumpus with the fellas, and now we gotta go through some of these highlights. Man, Brock Purdy he finds who? Chris McCaffrey for a touchdown, three yards. That makes the score seven zero. Second down and goal from the three. Now McCaffrey back in the backfield. Purdy out of the shotgun. Takes the snap, play fake to McCaffrey. Looks, looks. Now he's going to turn. Now he's going to scramble, and he's going to throw to McCaffrey for a touchdown. Wide open on the far side of the field as McCaffrey took a play fake, coming to the left side, ran all the way across the field in the end zone, was wide open for the three-yard touchdown throw. The Niners are up nine to nothing. Just a mis- miscommunication there, letting McCaffrey get free. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, moving a little bit with his feet and finding him for the first uh, score of the game, or first touchdown of the game, I should say. And uh, the Niners go up 10 nothing at that point. The Seahawks would respond. They go 14 plays, 78 yards. Ken Walker runs it in for seven yards. 14th play of the drives. Gino under center, going to hand to Walker. Tries to bounce it outside. He does down to the five. Turns inside. Touchdown, Seahawks from seven yards out as Cross makes a great block on the edge. Walker comes left side, turns up field, and runs for the front pylon, and the Seahawks are on the board. It's 10-6, San Francisco. Yeah, very easy read right here for Kendall Walker III. Normally when you run that outside zone play, two reads, it's either a bounce read, you're going to take it to the outside, or you're going to you know, cut it up inside because the defender has that leverage on the outside. Clearly the defender... Boom, try to make a stunt on the inside of our left tackle. Great job by Charles Cross right there, pinning that down. 
boom, easy bounce by Kendall Walker III. Then he used his speed uh, to the pylon and got in the end zone. Speaking of leverage, that's what DK does. 50 yards for a touchdown, making the score 14-13 Seattle. Gino from the shotgun has Dallas in the backfield with him. A slot to his left side and a tighter slot on the right side. Niners look like they want to blitz. They do. Gino steps. Gino throws deep down the near side. He's got Metcalf. Metcalf. Touchdown. Seahawks. (laughs) Jimmy Ward tried to cover him. Forget about it. DK Metcalf down the left sideline. 50 yards for a touchdown. And the Seahawks are one point away from taking the lead. Well, Brian Walters got to sit next to me in the press box, so he got to hear me chirping and punching him in the shoulder. And, look, we talked about taking shots downfield. Ward and DK, it was a great matchup all night. And it was a third-down situation, and they said, we're not going for the sticks, man. we got a one-on-one situation. And I'll tell you what, there's been so many things that impressed me this year about Geno Smith. His deep ball accuracy and the some of the great throws, this was one of them. Very impressive. Robbie Gold would put uh, three on the scoreboard, and then Jason Myers uh, responds with a field goal of his own. Two plays, 24 yards. Myers, there's the kick. It's going to have the length. Is it going to get there? It is! Uh. It gets there, and the Seahawks stream onto the field as they head to their locker room from 56 out. Jason Myers gives the Seahawks a 17-16 first half lead here in this super wild card weekend game in Santa Clara. What a way to end the half. I know Gino set up that play with a scramble and a helmet-to-helmet hit on a slide. And Jason Myers doing what he's done all year long. 56-yard field goal, I believe. Was it the longest in this stadium history? I believe it was. Um, Good for Jason to cap off such a great year. Pro bowler right there. And uh, going to halftime, one-point lead. Brock Purdy would respond 13 plays, 75 yards, one-yard touchdown, making the score 23-17. to Juszczyk and Kittle are winged on each side of the offensive line, and it's going to be a quarterback sneak, and Purdy's going to get pushed in from behind, and he's going to score. So the Niners come out to start the second half, and they're going to take the ball down the field on the Seahawks and make it a 22-17 game here in the third quarter after that one-yard touchdown run by Purdy on the quarterback sneak. Yeah, you could tell the 49ers came out in the second half with a little sense of urgency, probably disappointed with the way the first half ended and put together a nice drive in, in, on, that, on that first drive, running the ball with Christian McCaffrey and then obviously capping it off right there with the quarterback sneak. Uh, there, there's one guy in this room who – Hate it. Doesn't, doesn't really like the, the push in the back for the quarterback sneak these days. they got to change that rule. It's a thumb rule. It's like this isn't rugby. All right? No pushing in the back. No pushing in the back. But here's what happens. Geno Smith, strip sack. Nick Bosa, that's what he does. Geno lines up in the shotgun on third down. Look, steps up in the pocket. Ball gets stripped away, and the Niners fall on it. The first mistake of the day as Geno steps up in the pocket and tries to avoid the rush, and the Niners slap the ball out of his hand. The one thing you really can't do today, and that's what just happened, a fumble as you're trying to score points. And the Niners have the ball back with 225 to play here in the third quarter. Man, that was just uh, that was a gut punch to the team as well. We're down six. Field goal keeps us within, you know, three, obviously. It's 
third down and 12, you just got to take your medicine sometimes. And, you know, Nick Bosa is one of the best in the league at rushing and stripping. I think he recovered as well. But uh, that's against a great team, man. That uh, that was a tough one because we were in, in scoring position, unfortunately. The Niners will go seven plays, 70 yards, and Brock Purdy finds Elijah Mitchell for a seven-yard touchdown. The two-point conversion is good, 31-17 San Fran. Mitchell in the backfield. Purdy takes a shotgun snap, play fake. Looks outside, turned, throws, near side ball is caught, wide open, Mitchell touchdown. That's what happens when you can avoid sacks in the backfield and you can just keep moving. Your guys will get open for you. Mitchell did, and he was wide open in the near flat. Hey, got to give Brock Purdy some credit right here on this yeah, play. Yeah, that was you know, good. Yeah, pretty impressive how he was able to show some elusiveness, evade some rushers there, use his feet, boom, boom, roll out to his right. First he rolled out to his left, then he rolled out to his right eventually and uh, and found a, a wide-open Elijah Mitchell. We just lost track of him defensively, and he's able yeah. to essentially just walk into the end zone for a touchdown. He wasn't even in the, he wasn't even in the route. Yeah. You know, just uh, two touchdowns. Both guys weren't in the route. Yeah. A little backyard play right there. Yep. Brock Purdy does what he does. Find your playmakers, and uh, he finds Debo Samuel, 74 yards. That's a touchdown, 38-17 San Fran. You can't miss tackles. McCaffrey's broken his share today. He's in the backfield in an eye backfield, and he's going to play fake. Purdy going to stop, look. He's going to throw a crossing route open, running down the far sidelines, turning upfield across midfield, and now going down the sidelines, Debo Samuel. He's gone. Touchdown, Niners. And that might be the dagger for the Seahawks. Just a shallow crossing route. It was it was a five yard route. The yak on that was sixty six yards. I guess maybe it was an eight yard route. Whatever that was. Purdy three touchdowns. Two yard route. That guy wasn't even in the route. Another four yard one. He got a six yard route and he gets you know a seventy four yard touchdown. I, I get I get it. It shows up on the stats. But you know I guess uh, uh, Steve was a bit of a prophet on that beforehand. Can't miss tackles, and the amount of tackles on that, that, that just was a killer. Yak, yards after catch. That's Kill what you. the 49ers do well, and that's what happened there. Lots more to do when we get back, man. We're going to give you our unsung hero. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and News Radio 97.3 FM. Now it's time for our unsung hero. Who is the guy who made some noise that people might not recognize? I'm going to you, Moyer. Yeah, come to me. Um... You know, I was going to go with Ryan Neal just because guy came off playing hurt. He had 10 tackles today. You could see the emotion to, on him on their last touchdown that the 49ers had. I mean, he was, you know, visibly upset. But there was a guy that I was really worried about going into this game, and it was Austin Blythe. I was worried that they were going to isolate him. He really had a tough game the last time we played him. I, I can't say he had a great game because I don't know. I got to go watch the, the game again. But – I didn't see any of that gut pressure. Um, and so, for me, in the matchup, boy, it sure seemed good. And so, I'm going to go with my unsung heroes, uh, Austin Blythe. Austin Blythe. Who you got, uh, b -Wiz? You know, this is a tough one. There's not a lot of, you know, fun stats that pop out for some, But I'm going to go – you guys might not like this, but I'm just going to go easy Jason Myers, 56-yard field goal, puts the team up one at half. And, you know, he didn't get many opportunities, one field goal, two extra points. But, um, you know, we can come in here a day like this with the weather so questionable and hit a 56-yarder at a stadium. 
and uh, um, the longest at the stadium yeah, ever. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, he's not getting much credit for that, but that, that's pretty impressive. He had a great year. You know, um, is it you want me to go? Yeah, who you got? <laughs> not sure anymore because, you know what I mean, you, you haven't come to me in a long time. But um, I'm going to go with Godwin Igwe Buque, um, and I apologize if I fumbled that last name. I haven't, but he did well. He, he did well in the kickoff return game uh, tonight, seven kickoff returns, 164 yards. And I thought, you know, when it felt like, you know, the 49ers were gaining a little bit of momentum in this game, like he, he came back with a big return, get, get, got his good field position, uh, and, and really sparked us on a couple returns. And so for me, uh, it's Godwin. Uh, came in, shoot, shoot, man, middle of the season and um, and uh, and did well for us. So Godwin, Godwin, Ikwe, Buke. All right, you got it in. Godwin, Igwe Buke. Uh, my uh, my guy, I'm going to go with the old man, man, Bruce Irvin. Yeah. He had a sack, two tackles for loss. Like, yeah. who knows if he's going to be on this team Good next year. Him, you know what I mean? Like, when they signed this guy, he was uh, a role player. But then his role was, like, magnified as the season went along. So I look at him and then how he ends the season with two TFLs and a sack. I go, all right, 80s, baby. How many sacks did he have this year? I'll tell you. I mean, uh, you know, that number in itself, again, we he had five? 3.5. Three 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. 3.
call it a day and go have some ice cream and feel better about it. Mm. <laughs> ice cream. Yeah, comfort food. Something. All right. All yeah. Right. How you feel about this year, Turbo? Uh, you know what? Uh, g- good. You know, I feel good. Team made the playoffs, man. I mean, come on, man. I mean, they were counted out from the beginning, you know, um, and overcame. You know, when we were when we were talking earlier about, about the season, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to highlight was just how – in sports, there's always a chance. Hmm. No matter what sort of grade your roster has, no matter what sort of grade you might have in the draft, you put your cleats and your pads and your helmet on every day and you give it everything you got because there's always a chance. And I think if there's one team that proved that this year, it was the Seahawks that proved that. That, man, we, we don't have to have this A++ roster right. or Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback or whatever. Man, we and, and we can still be a good football team, a formidable football team, a competitive football team, as long as you put in the work, right? You can be a you know a, a great coach and establish a, a program and a uh, and just the, the the way you go about things, right? A culture, right? And Pete Carroll proved that, regardless of what kind of names you have on the roster, man. And so, man, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of the team, you know, like 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 Uncle Paul said earlier, man, because for for, for those reasons. You know what I mean? They, man, they came out here and they fought. They did their thing, man. Kind of like that. And they made the playoffs, <laughs> and that's that's really impressive to me. Hey, you Uncle know, Paul. going into next year, you're not going to get that same hate montage that we played earlier in the show, right? Um, you know, with all the ESPN and all the Fox, everyone was, uh, you know, bashing on the Seahawks and all their moves. You're not going to get that from these guys next year because they turned some heads. You know, they, they silenced a lot of the doubters, and it was really, really – really cool to see that throughout the year and and see the team you know there was it's definitely ups and downs right i mean they're a young team but they they got better and going into next year you just have to be super excited i'm sad guys i'm sad this is it you know it's so fun to actually talk shop with the boys right you don't get to do that all that often so uh you can call me anytime i'm going to i'm gonna hold you to that you know you know you know what we gotta do guys we got to become a dominant defense again. Mm. It's just, it's the one thing I go, you don't have to have great quarterback play. I look at the 49ers right now. Right. They're, they're winning with a rookie yeah. seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy in the draft. Nice quarterback, but let's get real. I mean, if he was on Houston, he would be a journeyman, mm. right? Yeah. Um, you got to have a dominant defense. You're not going to win games when you allow a team to score eight out of nine drives. Mm-hmm. That's just, mm-hmm. it's impossible. You nah. can't do it. You could have the best and, offense in the world, and that's not going to happen. And, and can we address the elephant in the room? And I can say this because I ain't going to get fined like I would if <laughs> I was the up there. Get the dump button. If I was up there at the podium, okay? These referees, uh-uh. Mm. Them boys was uh-uh. <laughs> Trash. Okay? They mm-mm. they have not called. And I don't know what it is. With the, with, 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 they got something against the Seahawks or something. I don't know. But there, there were there were some things out there that happened in today's football, and I'm not a, a ref blame kind of guy now. But boy, do they like to miss calls for the Seahawks, boy! I tell you what, especially today. You know what's funny is I stepped out in the hall earlier and I heard the the 49ers, um, you know, post game radio or whatever. They were complaining about the refs too, and they said that that when Geno slid and the guy hit him in the head, they were complaining mm. about that call. And I'm saying, wait, what? come on, how? Come on, yeah. 49ers <laughs> I mean, are the biggest, the, and their fans are, ay, they're the worst. The worst. I'll just leave it at that so I can get something positive for next year. I love it when you come in, Greg Pop. 
Uh, hey. Come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. We love you, man. Greg's hey, great. I just want to say uh, for me, it's my second year, like kind of steering this thing to have you guys in it with me, man. It's been so much fun. We got NASA Chobi ZD. We got Lloyd over there sipping a quadruple cup. I don't know what's in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's um, it's been a great time, man. I appreciate you guys so much, man. And uh, it's gonna be a while since we uh do it in this format again. So. And, and and shout out to Big Ray. Shout out to Big, Big Ray. Ray out there, man. I know you probably Big listening Ray. in. And true, true. You know what I'm saying? True y'all part pleasure. of this family, too, man. Miss yeah. y'all. Love y'all, man. Yeah. love. Now love I get to see you on the golf course, right, Bump? No, nah, you don't see me. And you'll give me, like, ten strokes, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How do I end the season like that? Golfers, you know what I'm talking about. Gosh darn it. Hey, today's final score. 49ers 41, Seahawks 23. You've been listening to Hog Talk.